Okay, my question to you is, what are your thoughts on... I keep finding myself say, coming back to this saying, but you always have such an interesting perspective on, like, also. potentially, <laughs> potentially like, pigeonholing sayings. You know, I kind of get hung up on certain sayings, so I'm really curious to hear what your thoughts are on this realization that... And it's a good thing. It sounds negative, so maybe you have a positive twist on it. But I've been finding myself ending on life is always a mixed bag. Like there's it there's this delusion that everything's going to be perfect once we have it the way we want it and there's always something that we're still like churning a little bit and it's it's the variety that's the good part. And I I don't know. Like life is always a mixed bag. What do you have? What qualms do you have with that statement? I have a lot I can elaborate on, like what that statement means to me. Um, but I think yeah, elaborate a little bit more. Sure. For me. So life is always a mixed bag. Like there's always a variety of human emotions that I'm experiencing. Like I, you know, some aspects. Like right now, I'm f- like working out consistently, eating food very consistently, moving my body in ways that feel really good. My house is very clean in ways that I enjoy, and because I I want it that way. But there's still things that I'm trying to like do more of with shine or with other you know aspects to market my retreats or my you know, capture more content. So there's okay. a, the always, there's this, like, I don't want to say melancholy, because, again, that's kind of negative, but I just come to this realization that life is always going to be a mixed bag, and that's okay. Like, that's the goal. The goal isn't uh, too one-sided, you know? Like, there's always going to be a variety. And that kind of leads into contrast. In some of my other conversations, I was talking with Hefe about um, how sometimes contrast like it it it's the best when it is the mixed because like I never appreciated my house being warm until I was so angry that my house was cold that I didn't appreciate 67 degrees you know so and if I had not experienced a cold week I wouldn't have appreciated that savored it you know the really really good things so the variety Like, the contrast can show you what you do want. And that variety is a good thing. Because you can just keep sifting. So, like, life is always a mixed bag, you know? Like, that concept I'm trying to explain to people. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, and I I see see as you elaborate more. Like, every time you say it's a mixed bag, for some reason I think of, like, a canvas tote with different colored rocks or different colored fruits or something in there. I don't know why. I definitely... Because I was looking at... Maybe because I was looking at this today. Oh, that is exciting. Um, I definitely picture, like, marbles or, like, a physical bag. Okay. Yeah, I took a picture of this. I'm going to try to turn it into a t-shirt emblem. Won't that be cool? Uh, yes. Oh, I love okay. that. That so, piece of paper right? has had has lived its own life at this point. Someone took a chunk out of it. Maybe we'll put a picture in with this podcast somewhere in a post. And it looks like someone either used a sheet of paper for notes or ate it. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> um, but... I think lately, especially me, because I've had a lot of contrast, I think the con- some I, I've been saying is the universe sometimes gives you what you want, but it also gives you what you don't want, so you can live through it 
and be a better person if you're working to develop yourself and be aware of it. A lot of times the things that really bug me have come up in my world and come up more than once in my world. And it's almost like the universe is just kind of giving me a little test of, you know, you say you're working on your character and how you respond and your level of patience and know you can always accelerate that and do more. So I like to joke that the universe likes to test me with it. Mm -hmm. Not in a bad way. Could it be perceived in a very negative way? Absolutely. But I'm doing my best to be able to work with that mixed bag to keep my plane of happy, my level of happy. Um, You'll never get out of that. That's what, that's such as life. If life wasn't full of its ups and downs, then it wouldn't be life, you know? It's your perception on how hard was that hard thing that you had to deal with and how did you handle it? Did you, would it, do you feel you could have handled it better? And if for that to come up in your life again, could you do it better next time? Or could you help someone else through it? So the biggest thing for me is if something hard keeps popping up, whether it's a similar thing or, you know, two completely different circumstances, and it seems like a pattern to me or something, then there I need awareness to it. And how do I how do I do better at it? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I think juggling that, you know, some people say juggling life. We talk about balance, mm-hmm. but the imbalances and the imperfection are the things that make the unit. I was just thinking about this other day, and I don't know if it completely relates, but it was just the other day. Um, but if you take the Monet, the artistry, mm-hmm. she is not. She is an iconic figure of beauty, right? Mm-hmm. But if you even look at today's standards or certain standards, she has a lot of imperfections that make her beautiful. Mm-hmm. So you take all of those imperfections, and I'm not, his art isn't the imperfection, but the imperfections or the unique characteristics that come together. Mm-hmm. Now you relate that as the things in your bag, mm-hmm. the unique differences mm-hmm. in the different levels of it, and they're all different. It doesn't matter what you call it in today's mm-hmm. standard, mm-hmm. but the entire package itself can end up to be something very beautiful mm-hmm. or something very tattered and prickly and hard to carry so to me it really comes down to perception of 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 that same um or trying to peel back the layers to see what you could say that saying to some people and they their perception of it could be a lot more negative i think than um I, I like the, the 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 Mona Lisa. I think I, I meant did I say Monet? I meant the Mona Lisa. Um, so with her and her characteristics, that, sure. that's the way I was honestly just thinking about it the other day. Is to achieve big big goals behind the scenes. Sometimes there's a lot of mishaps and learning steps and ups and downs and things thrown at you that you're not ready for or you once took for granted but now appreciate um and you if you don't go through a life lesson then you might not learn that and if you don't learn that that might you might not get to your goals sooner so a lot of times i think like i was sidetracked at a goal but looking at the things that made me stronger throughout it the things i've learned the things i've appreciated the work 
the amount of work Riley and I did to come together as a couple and not separate. Because when you're bumping around in a bag of marbles, you get real sick of things fast, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And life is hard. And you can choose to continue to work with the, what you're trying to create, or you make a change, or you bring awareness to it and try to do better the next time. So I know Riley and I have worked together since the day we've met. Basically, we've had a, a loving relationship, an intimate relationship, and a working relationship. Mm-hmm. So. We have to manage a lot of different branches on a tree in one bag as Mm -hmm. we're working, you know? Mm -hmm. There's so many different symbolism that you could go with it, and we chose to slow down and work together better than we ever have before, Mm -hmm. but we really have to talk about our our, uh, attachment to things and our emotions. So life is a mixed bag what's your saying what's the saying yeah life's always a mixed bag yeah but yeah but such is life you get to choose most of what's in the bag but the universe will bring you a lot of things that you don't get to choose yeah but it's how you handle the bag so i think i added a second portion to this saying so life is always a mixed bag make do with what you got and maybe make I even make do, sure, that's a little jaded attitude. Make art with what you've got. It seems fun to play off of the wabi-sabi of that imperfection yeah. is often the prettiest part. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I do see parallels to my pottery. Um, when I first started, I really was appealed to very Ikea-looking, man-made perfection forms. And I would say now that I am in it doing it, I have a greater appreciation for the more man-made, which is not where I thought that I would go with pottery, but it's been fun. I I think it's, it's a space in my life that's isolated that I can take like bold chances that are unlike like my character characteristics. Um, and it's been really fun to just think about it in that way because it is so isolated and feels so low risk. I'm picking up two more pots today and I'm very excited to see how they went. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, keep calm with that and create that safe space. You worked hard to do, you know, create that kind of or have that kind of relationship with pottery and learn from it and stuff. I have a lot of things that I've connected in my brain, but I have some question, a follow-up question for you because I I just I don't know this about you, I guess. What is your relationship with awareness versus anticipation? Um it's become aware to me in recent conversations with a variety of women in all different stages, places, states, that all of us are psyching ourselves out and in anticipation of an event. And almost 100% of the time, or like at least in this specific example, everybody was really glad that they showed up and did the thing. It was my woman's retreat, to be specific. But I was yep. so shocked to hear every woman describe the exact same way that I felt about holding the darn thing. And I was like, I, my jaw just dropped and I was like, I almost canceled it because I felt insecure about it or whatever. And I had my own reasons for it, not wanting to come, I'm, I'm sure, or be there. Um, but what I, where do you find yourself in the land of anticipation? Um, it's interesting. 
interesting because I'm very aware that I can really psych myself up and, and kind of get turned off. And I'm a, I'm a, I'd rather stay at home person anyway. Sure. But a lot of times, I also enjoy new things. But um, a new thing can set some of my anxiety that I don't typically talk about, and I can start to pace a little bit. So I have triggered anxiety, so I can easily talk myself into going to an event or doing something um, very quickly, you know? But a lot of times is I just slow down. I ch- Instead of stewing on how I'm gonna get out of it or the problem or go, going straight to worst case scenario. I try to not even go to worst case. Some people need to go worst case and then bounce back. Mm -hmm. You know, I choose to not even go down there. Um, I choose to see, you know, you originally committed to this thing. You obviously were excited about it in the moment Mm -hmm. just because you're alone right now. Mm -hmm. Then just remember what you committed to and why, because that felt good. You know, but there's a lot of things that you want to go and do that might be new and you don't know if they're going to feel good. Perfect. You have to have the perception that it's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, play out a couple of moments. Maybe you feel uncomfortable, but you learn something. Um, I, um, I choose to anytime I think or go down that rabbit hole, I just think of best case Mm because why not? If you can go down worst case, why not go best case scenario? I just had a newspaper article coming out, and I had to do a solo call with the reporter, which has led to negative stuff over a year ago I had in the newspaper. So I had to be very cautious on what I said, and but I needed to speak my voice. Mm-hmm. I was very anxious about this call, but I needed to make the call. Mm-hmm. So either I could have a stomach ache for the next mm-hmm. three hours before this call happens, over-anticipating this call, or I can write his name down, maybe see a picture, I need to see a face, and I can smile and be like, all right, Kevin and I are going to have a nice conversation today. Mm-hmm. He's going to get me. And if he doesn't ask the right question, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell him stuff. I'm going to tell him what he needs to hear or what I need to tell him, and I need to release myself from that. Mm-hmm. So I very freely spoke to this guy, and some of the stuff he used in the article wasn't something he asked me. Mm-hmm. It's something I chose at the end when he said, do you have anything to say? I said, yeah, I do. And I slowed down, and I do better speaking from the heart. And was everything perfect? No, but it was enough. It was enough to get a little bit more of me out, a little Mm -hmm. bit more of my goals out. So sometimes if you can just trust what brought you to why you signed up Mm -hmm. when you're doubting or self-doubting, trust that you made a logic decision in the moment and now you just need to commit and follow through. Um, I was at a seminar one time and they, it was a commit and go and you had to jump off a totem pole. Mm -hmm. It was like, you need to commit to your trust in the harness and then you jump off a totem pole thing. Well, my husband has a fear of heights. And when I was going to commit and go, like that stuff does not bother me. Send me up, drop me down. And I commit and went, no problem. But the entire time I'm up there, I'm just thinking, oh my God, I bet he just had to really dig down deep to make this happen. And I was thinking about his experience while I was living out mine. 
but my perception of it was almost comical because yeah. I wish I could have seen him struggle a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of times if there's an event or something or anything, instead of getting myself anxious about it, I think of something that would be comical or funny in that moment of hardship mm-hmm. because there is a lot of humor within a hard moment. Not a sad, tragic moment, but a hard moment where right. you chose to do something you've never done before. And now I have to walk on stage in a tiny bikini and my smallest thing ever after dieting. And what did I commit myself to? So there's a lot of things when you're goal setting, when you have to do it your first time, you're you're ready to talk yourself out of it the other thing that I used to not to go on too long but I used to and multiple times had told people in conversation that needed to hear it or even once a competitor that needed to hear it was when fears trying to take control of my steering wheel and I'm getting anxious trying to talk myself out of it and I'm fearful of what is coming I tell fear to get in the back seat because I'm driving. Mm. I'm driving right now. Not you. Not you, fear. You get in the back seat and shut up. I'm going to turn up my happy music. This is what I'm doing. So you kind of have to self-coach and cheerlead sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you can. If you can talk to yourself negatively or scare yourself out of something, you can talk to yourself positively and excite yourself up for something because it's it's in the head game, you know? I, I do think that was an important connection that I... Your body responds to anxiety and excitement the exact same, so you really can just flip to the other side of the stick and go from there, and you can trick your body into it, Right. Uh, I, I try to recognize that anxiety is energy and just not directed, right? And I think taking action, getting taking back control can help regain some of that feeling of loss of control. I think it's, we think that things, yep. everything's out of our control. Um, oh, yeah. Which I think is yep. helpful. And it's amazing how much of, how freeing and light it is to take back control and just do instead of running away or coping or find, run, feeding into that negative dialogue. I think tell a better story is a key part and think best case scenario is as well. Lean on uh-huh. humor and comedy when in, in moments of self-doubt or anxiousness. Uh, flip back to excitement and take action to be able to gain control over that. Hmm. All sorts of good right. stuff. Right, and to me, the, the, the imperfect, the, Im, the imper- imperfect, yeah. imperfect moments, the, the little moments are hard. Let's say someone was headed to your retreat, and um, they were they were making so snow in Wausau, like that one girl had, mm-hmm. and now the weather's changed, and she got a little anxious, and it was just like, oh my gosh. But those, those are just adding to some of, the, she was fine, everything was fine, mm-hmm. but then she traveled more, and, you know, maybe you stop at a gas station and forgot to get yourself you know you're gonna have imperfections Mm -hmm. on the way to a good memory or a core memory or an experience you wish you did Mm -hmm. it's not gonna be perfect and if you think anything that you're headed out to do especially a new experience is gonna be be this you know firework the whole time in this whole the angels are singing and life is great no you're gonna have hoops and 
you know, hoops to jump and rocks to turn over and things to figure out. If I always just see it, see it as the adventure in the, in the goal and you wouldn't even watch a movie if they didn't have ups and downs and mishaps and right. comical thing and a rock fall up. Like we don't even get entertained in a movie if they don't give us that. Mm-hmm. You don't think we're going to live it? So like a lot of times I feel like I'm a Tina Fey sitcom show, a sitcom, sure. because so much random shit, yeah. like I can't explain <laughs> to people, happens to me. And I don't take it as complete woe is right. me. It's like, okay, that was crazy. Did anyone see it? Am I okay? Okay. And then I just move on. I got to move on because yeah. otherwise I'm not going to get to the goal. And something else is going to happen to you. And you're going to be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but you just keep going. And it's funny. Like, I really have to sit down sometimes and replay some of the crazy shit that has happened to me in my life. But I don't attach myself to it because, you know, I, I don't, you know, unless I'm thinking about it, I just don't tell the stories all the time. Yeah, I definitely think it's a practice to re- continue to release the idea of perfection or to for the plan, like release the as expected. Um, even right. in such nuanced ways, I've noticed in my mornings, I'll find myself getting frustrated that my dog wants to go for my morning walk like 30 minutes before I want to go on my 30 minute walk and like finding like I'm feeling frustrated with why he's interrupting my tea time and journaling and I'm just like at some point I looked at him and I was like you're right let's fucking go like all right let's go and it's interesting that I you know animals pick up on stuff but like sometimes when I he I feel like he can tell I'm getting flustered with something or I'm like yeah. nonsensically on my phone just scrolling or like you know trying to watch a show while I eat food or something and he comes up to me and he's like all right I want to play now motherfucker and like yeah. I'm just so like oh my immediate reaction is frustration and right, I think right. practicing I mean I would imagine with parenthood that's just the standard is uh, interruption and uh i think that the, How do you handle it? yeah yeah i think the practice yep. of like being more cool with where you're at and like okay cool all right we're going for a walk now like it's plans changed move roll with it you know you're gonna be grumpy yep. the whole time or are you just gonna do it because it right. happened earlier yep. oh well and what can you release and what can you yeah yeah can, can i get it I have a lot of that I have to do. Um, But again, I have to remind myself that I want to stay home and work. I want to homeschool and have my children around. I want to work with my husband. So in hardships of those moments, it's how can I be aware of what's going on? I see it as hard, but then how do I do better? Because if I'm not trying to make that better, now I've created the world the dream world that I've wanted and the daily tasks are now hard or we're fighting or I'm mad that the kids want a a sandwich or Mm -hmm. something. No, I'm here for a reason. If I got to take a couple more breaks, then just kind of deal with it. But I've worked to a platform where my deadlines aren't as crazy busy and scary I don't have to do a quick turnaround on stuff I have time but I had to develop and work on that stuff as well so um 
just as a lot of things when you're trying to get to a goal or create your own day, um, if you're getting negative in the moment, is it some, did you create something you didn't want or are you just not handling it right? And are you, is it just your second nature snapping at something or are you, could you ask a better question? Could you, you know, how'd you do it that day? Uh, kids interrupted you and you snap back. Okay, is that what you want to do every time? Or do you want to try to be more patient? You're not going to be perfect. Right. But can you try to be more patient? Or instead of saying no right away, when the kids think about the next gumball thing they want, instead of quickly saying no, hear them out, let them get it out, listen to them, pay attention. It might take a little bit from a work conversation, but giving them a little bit of extra time and focus, even when it's going to be no for the gumball. But instead of giving them a hard no, listen, hear them out as a human being so they get to, you know. So it's, it's kind of... A blessing in disguise when you're when you're living a hard moment in, in a life or a goal you're creating, it's the universe giving you what you want and the universe giving you what you don't want. So it can challenge your character if you want it. Do you change it and approach it differently or do you keep doing the same thing over and over again and releasing negative chemicals and hormones, it's, you know? Um, so that's the way I have been working towards, especially with the adaption of my family and everything. Um, it's been very good, but I had to work harder on myself first. And as I was becoming aware of repeat patterns of maybe where my husband and I kind of get off key and we're not being productive, but we're kind of just saying what I like and he likes and we're not getting anywhere. Instead of throwing it in conversation, I brought awareness to it and be like, okay, how could I ask a better question to get him back on page Mm -hmm. and move forward again? But again, I wasn't vocal with him. I was aware in my head how to re- redirect where we needed the conversation to go again but respectfully um and it's going to make me a better wife and he's going to see me not snap back and 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 say no we shouldn't be doing that right now we need to be doing this well instead of let's finish you know so it's been kind of fun to retrain myself to ask better questions Mm -hmm. um and listen differently and listen when someone's inspired or needs to get it off their chest. You know, are we solving that problem or am I just listening to you right now are the big things as well. No, that, that's uh, an interest, interesting point. It makes me uh, think a lot. I can re- see you do a lot of reflection, like very intentionally. And I've found it helpful in my experiences to revisit, like, certain experiences that I was somewhat dissatisfied with and either recognize, you know, what happened or how I felt or how I might feel different or, like, uh, you know, just revisit it and soothe it, whatever that means to you. If you just need to, like, come to a different realization about that experience or, like, take it for what it is, I don't know. I think there's a lot of value in that reflecting revisiting a memory and like reshifting you know recognizing what went well and what went wrong or like whatever i guess wrong puts it in a whole separate bucket but it's okay yeah and you can look at what didn't go you know go well in the situation there's nothing wrong with that but being hung on up on it or having regrets on it you know 
there's nothing you can do about the past. You can regret the past all you want, but there's nothing you can do about it. You can just be a better you in the future. And if something similar like that came up again, be the person that you need to be, not the person you were. So you can't regret anything. Right. To regret something in the past, you can't do anything. Do something in the now mm-hmm. to, to prove that, you know... Yeah, take action, right? It just puts that control back in back in your hands and gets you out of your head and into your body, which I do think helps, too, in any other physical ways. Like, go do something physical with your body. Move, work out, ride a horse, whatever. Do something that moves, gets you in touch with your senses. So I do think this was a yeah, good elaboration absolutely. and answered, you know, my trajectory. And life is always a mixed bag. Make do with what you got. I still stand. I, I think that fits good and it makes sense and it's not... You know, leaning one way or another. I guess I was a little apprehensive that life is always a mixed bag was a bit jaded, but I meant it in the most positive of ways. Um, And I guess, like, taking it to a fully artistic level, I would beg to differ that a bag of truly random miscellaneous things could be turned into the most beautiful form of art rather than somebody telling exactly what you need to make that art. I bet you the more random one would end up having a greater beauty to it, or at least a greater beauty potential. So, because with art and with music, it's kind of the dead space in between that, like, creates that deliciousness. Um, And I think our lives are no different. I think that contrast of, or lack thereof, or desire creates, you know, a stronger desire for that. And I think it, it keeps our attention and keeps us moving around, you know. I just think if we can tell a better story about what's happening and come up with a long-term plan but focus on staying in the present, I think for a while I lacked a long-term plan, so I didn't know how to operate in the short term because I didn't know what aligned with my long term. So it's just like scrambling type thing, um, trying to live in the now. But if you don't know why you're living in the now, like I think it can lead to, I was experiencing a lot of like residual guilt for not feeling more productive or on task um, because I didn't have any long-term tasks specified or called out, at least not time-sensitive ones. So that was a, a tossle um, for me, although I feel like I am ready to turn a page and just do things a little differently now, um, especially with my... I had two Mondays in a row so far, like awesome responses to the week and the day and just in general. So it's been feeling really good yeah. for me lately. A big thing with guilt is you can feel guilty all you want, but where is it going to get you? Right. It only you ruins know? today. Right, it only ruins the moment or in the moment. If guilt doesn't get you up off the couch to go finish that hard task, then it's not helping you, you know what I mean? It's not getting you anywhere. So if you you could take that word guilt, and instead of reflecting on it and sitting in it, like, you know, with the word guilt just associated with get up let's just get it done and i don't want i need i need to make this change to not feel guilty about that i need to maybe do this one little thing to to release it the word guilt could be motivating um instead of um gut-wrenching you know if you choose to be with your perspective right exactly (laughs) it does come back to that which is always our favorite um, no, but you're always working on it. Like, I can talk positive until I well up in tears and am purple in the face, but I deal in hardship. 
I mentally have hard days. It's all, not all butterflies and rainbows over here. It fucking rains a lot. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, was it Mel Smith or who's that? Do I want to eat that shit mm-hmm. sandwich? Am I? Do you want that or not? Do you want to get that goal? Then fine. Shut up, show up, and let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you it was going to be perfect along the way, but if you want this goal and you want to feel this moment, then you're going to have to do some stuff, you know? You're going to have to, you know, clean up glass five minutes before a bridal tour and you got your kids running around, but I created this and I want with or without it. So, um, to me is guilt could be very motivating and it doesn't mean you got to do everything right. you know what I mean or a guilty moment or you could have a guilty moment from the past you can relive that moment and release the negative in, uh, chemicals mm-hmm. in your brain when you relive a, his, a moment of your past mm-hmm. your body and the chemicals released puts your body in that state as though you're living it again Right. okay your body truly feels, because you can relate to that moment, your body can put you in a status of those things. Obviously not right in the moment of a car, tragic car accident or something, but it can. your brain brings you right yeah. back there. So you have to be careful reliving a lot of old moments. Mm-hmm. It happened, write it down, but bringing it up constantly or having a guilt moment or a regret moment releases the wrong things you need mm-hmm. to help you get out of the couch or get off the couch or do that. Mm-hmm. So retell a different story to yourself or tell the, the best case scenario or what the person did after the tough moment. Try to do that and get happy chemicals going again. It's very important. Mm-hmm. The brain is run off of chemistry. It's science. There's so much evidence behind it. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely uh, feel that. And it is interesting how what you eat plays a factor into how you move your body and how that all can perpetuate energy. And you don't really notice it overnight, but eventually you're like, dang, like I feel pretty good or whatever. It's, it's a mix. You know, but I, I think the story you tell yourself is, is important. And I think I can find yeah, myself in a negative storytelling um, pattern, but eh, whatever. Awareness is the first step, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We all do it. We all do it and bring awareness to it and and work on it. You know, if, I, if someone else were telling me the story, what would it sound like? A lot of things for me, when I negative self-talk or I worry or I feel woe is me, you know, no mm-hmm. one gets me. Yeah. It's like, all right, Nina, if someone came up to you and said all the things you're feeling right now, how would you have that conversation with them? Sure. You know what I mean? You know, damn well, you and I would talk that person up on a pedestal and get them going again and accountable if they need it, teach them a couple good things to get through hardships or did the daily task, and we would lift them up and they would feel good, you know? Right. Why? That's, I'm sorry, I got to take my own advice. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear it. When we're having a hard day, even if you are a motivator, uh, a guide, an enhancer, on your hard days, you don't want to hear it from yourself. But the quicker you get over that fact and just listen to yourself mm-hmm. or what you would have told someone else, is you just got to do it. And it just makes it easier. 
So a lot of times I have to flip the switch and be like, well, you can sit here and feel woe is me, or you can look in a mirror or self-talk yourself right now as if you were talking to someone else. How would you get them out of it? How would you get them going again? You still see their goal. They're lost in the fuzzy haze. Right. Been there. How do I help that person back out of it? So you got to do it to yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if you, the conclusion is do the dishes and take a nap. Mm-hmm. Great. Do it. Right. (laughs) Right. Sometimes I've been doing that, those two things specifically, really, really well. And I'm like, why am I avoiding my life? I literally was trying to call people at like 9 a.m. I'm scrubbing a sink. And I was like, help, somebody make it stop. (laughs) Why are you using it as your crutch? Because you're being productive, like not productive across the board. 100%. I was very aware of it. I, I didn't know it until I was scrubbing the sink. And I was like, oh, no, this is getting okay. bad. Like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, what am I running so I, far from? I'm very aware of it as well. But then I fully commit and be like, don't doink around the whole time. But if you're going to you want to do the dishes because you don't want to go up and sew right now, I'm OK with it. They all need to be done. Right. Just make sure that you get it done by this certain time. It definitely yeah, I, feels uh, better the faster I address things. Like, that was yeah. helpful. For, I think a lot of my turmoil experience in my last job was, I mean, I was very aware of it. I had a stack of papers in my desk that made me want to vomit and cry, and I probably did both of those things because of that stack of papers that had just each one slip of paper was a different thing to do. I literally sat on the floor with my coworker, and she did it all in 45 minutes, and some of those papers were there for more than 12 months, and that was very shocking to me. It was I literally 45, not even an hour's worth of work. And you needed it, but you couldn't do it. I don't know where we get the barriers or cause it to be such a big, big thing, but we just reorganized something and I helped Riley. I could see him struggling where I would normally tell him to be like, I have three orders to do. Like, you want to talk about a deadline? Like, I'm struggling, you know? And instead of saying, I'm struggling, you shouldn't be worried about me. I looked at him and be like, how can I help him here? And how can we focus on one task that's going to be a big blanket coat to help him? It took us what I thought would be 30 minutes, two hours. Sure. But you could feel the weight lifted off his shoulder and the reorganization kick in. And now other things were easier for him. And he does that for me. Mm -hmm. So sometimes recognizing a pattern in someone else Mm -hmm. where you see him in a tough moment and then you're thinking, why does he do this to himself mm-hmm. or why do they keep doing this? But instead of helping them through it on their level and getting what they need to help them to be more organized, to, to not put themselves in that position again, mm-hmm. you know, that's how you help a friend or a husband or someone maybe recognize a pattern and not pointing it out, but enhancing a moment so they can adapt and, and not struggle as much as you help yourself too yeah perspective right mm-hmm. doesn't it always come back to perspective i don't know i think maybe it does not <laughs> I, 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 okay. I'm, I'm i'm really trying to like crack this code once and for all no i've been thinking about like things to do with adults that i would find enjoyable that are like mm, potentially nerdy but just fun 
And we did this thing in college called the brain scroll where you literally put like a white piece of paper across the entire table and put a bunch of different color markers on it. And you write like one sort of prompt and have this group of people try to like attack this topic. I have some thoughts about what I would put on these pieces of papers. If you were in this scenario, what questions would you put on a piece of paper to have like a group of people ask or answer? Nothing. I'm not even going to that party. <laughs> Uninvited. I would avoid that at all costs. Oh, come on. That sounds like so much fun. It depends on the crowd, I guess. Well, yeah, 100%. It should be an open conversation and not like a confrontational thing. No, no. Oh, I guess I don't know. That's a great... Yeah, I have no idea. Well, let me what know if you yours? think of anything. Well, I mean... Okay, I do. The weight loss is, of course, a specific group of people that I would love to, like, try to boil down and try to draw as many connections and buckets and commonalities. For sure, that would be an interesting one for yeah. me. Um, the second one that would probably be, like, how do I connect all of these, like, personal development buckets? I've always kind of quambled with where do they all kind of map out in my brain with, like, how can the early bird get the worm and good things come to those who wait? Like, there's a map. I'm, I'll figure it out. But that would be my second question. Um, but I've asked a variety of people this question since then, and I've had um, a couple interesting responses uh, what is the most significant relationship in your life? Which is interesting. What would you say other people would say is the best and worst qualities of you? This is coming from a psych- uh, psychologist, so interested in, like, yeah. psycho- psychoanalysis. And uh, I think of, on this one I would love that's very specific that you and I would probably crush the crap out of in, like, a specific group of people. What holds us back? I think there's a conversation to be had around that. And yeah. uh, that, oh, I thought there was one more. Yeah, that's it. Those are good. I like those questions. See, I can, I can handle those questions. Yeah. <laughs> I think at a women's retreat, I'll go to a women's <laughs> We can do that at a women's retreat. Why not, right? If I want to create these things. Yeah. I got to do them. I got Absolutely. a wicked, like, mind map of some concepts over here, but we'll, we'll save that for a whole nother topic. This is a bunch of things. I'm trying to connect. Right. I think that would be a good Okay, I am going to wrap it up here. Do you have any final thoughts on life is always a mixed bag? Make do with what you got? Take it as it comes, man. Um, and just keep the perspective positive if you, if you can. And if you self-talk, you might as well be someone worth listening to. Yep, pump yourself up. Be your own hype man. I like it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye!